Alright, welcome to another episode of Movie Howl with your glorious host, Ryan, and my somewhat remarkable co-host, Joe. This time we are talking about another movie that was a random sort of recommendation, something I heard somebody talk about that they said was really good. That went so well last time with Stalker, so we decided to do it again. This time we are talking about The Rise of the Phoenix. Rise of the Phoenix or Flight of the Phoenix? Flight. It's Flight of the it made Phoenix. Su- <laughs> it made such an impression. The Flight of the Phoenix from 1966 or 65. I saw both uh, dates. Uh, yeah, I saw both. When, I, when yep. I looked at. So either 65, yep. 66. Doesn't matter. It's really all the same. Compared to where we are now, that's it's a long time ago. Almost right. 60 years. It's, it is weird that I, I saw both dates as well, which is why I doubted myself right there. There is apparently a 2004 movie of the same title i don't know if it's related in any way so yeah whether 65 or 66 ryan this was an old ass movie mm-hmm. yeah and a jimmy stewart movie i didn't even realize until it started because he does not look like himself there so he was i guess he was just a grown man back in like the 50s 40s and 50s when he was making yeah you know the stuff that i guess we all know him from i didn't realize it was that old but yeah, this movie is um, it's interesting in the way that it explores sort of who people really are, you know, their motivations, the things that they do when the chips are down. And it reminded me a little bit of Stalker. I, I had both of them in mind because they're both older movies. They're both recommended sort of at random, you know, just took a chance and watched them. Uh, but this I think was significantly different in a way that improved it a lot. It follows an airplane crew. Like they're coming from some oil field somewhere in the middle East. It's like Arabco or something like that is the company that, and they're just flying somewhere. There's no real explanation given to it. There are just all these people on this plane, you know, the kind of a rickety old plane with a rickety old Jimmy Stewart flying it and an alcoholic, like, co-pilot or second and whatever his Richard Attenborough. Yeah. But whatever his role was supposed to be navigator and he was a navigator nav- navigator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they run into trouble. They end Boy, up. Boy, do they? Yeah, they end up. And this is not a spoiler because it literally happens before the intro credits. They crash. And then the whole thing is about how they're going to survive in this remote desert location, either until they're found or until something happens that allows them to leave on their own. And it's a lot of interesting character development for some of them. Some of them are kind of left alone. You know, the guy that's always kind of like joking around and whatever, and has like that, the newsboy hat. Mm -hmm. He, he never really develops too much. He's just kind of fun. And then there's the other guy that's with him who makes it to the end, who, I don't even remember his name. I don't remember much about him, but he was like very just plain. Like, I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm going to get out of this. Uh, yeah, you know, that contrasted was, uh, by... that was George Kennedy. And uh, that actor, we're talking the big, kind of the one of the biggest guys there, tall, yeah. blonde, yep, uh, yep. straight hair. Yeah. He was also the, like the best friend in cool hand Luke. So I'd oh. recognize him from cool hand Luke. He was like, nobody can eat 50 eggs. <laughs> cool hand Luke, I can eat 50 eggs. 
But yeah, he was. Uh, so I recognize him from that. But yeah, he wasn't one of the main players in there. Um, you had and you had Standish, another one of those guys with the hat uh, that that kind of saw like a, a, a old school. Just this, not it's not a cowboy hat. It's just this wide brimmed whatever he had glasses, but another a more ancillary character. Whereas what yeah. you're talking about, the relationships in this, it starts in the very beginning of it between you've got the captain and the navigator. That's yeah. where it really, they, they kind of get into some of that beforehand, but otherwise everything is picking up basically from the plane ride. And it's a very interesting story that plays out through this whole thing. I really enjoyed watching the development in these characters and what they meant to each other, how just how things unfolded as this movie commenced. It was, I can't say it wasn't what I expected it to be because I didn't really have any expectations. You talked about, you know, it was recommended to you. I've heard about this movie um, before and it was always talked of whenever any, you know, of the YouTubers I watch, things like that, whatever I've heard of that talked about mm-hmm. Flight of the Phoenix, it really labeled it as one of the classics that, you know, it's really good, need to watch. And I think I, in the beginning, some of it, some of the, just because of the time period, the, the way it plays, the music, how things, you know, are, are put together in this and edited, some of that's a little hard to watch for a second but you just understand that i'm looking at a product of its time so Mm -hmm. as long as you understand it from that aspect it was okay to get through and entirely worth getting through because of the time they take and some of the things that happen throughout the course of this movie it's a it's a movie of survival and what happens to you in these extreme conditions and it was something i I enjoyed being able to finally watch this, having heard about it. I was glad you recommended it. So I know eventually we're going to be talking some spoilers here. Um, is there any other thoughts that you really had about it or things you want to talk about before we get into spoilers? Mainly, I just agree with a lot of what you said. It was it was a worthwhile thing. Some of it was a little bit rough, the way it was shot, you know, the way things are cut, the pacing of it. The pacing's not anywhere near like Stalker. It's much more no. it's much more what you would expect from a Western movie. You know, Stalker's mm. not a Western movie. I don't know what movies are like in Russia or the Soviet Union, but uh, not pleasant is my guess. So this was I, I kind of was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really enjoying this because there's a lot of like overacting and, and very dramatic things. But again, it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of. Like back in the day with plays, my understanding is that, you know, like the the over the top makeup and things like that that you would see, or even in film, like the over the top makeup and acting was because the technology wasn't great. You had to really be able to see like what they were doing. So the makeup helped the features stand out. The overacting helped you convey subtle, like the things that would otherwise be subtle in a more obvious way. So I guess there's maybe some influence from that since it's kind of midway between the start of cinema and where we are now. But yeah, I really liked, I, I guess this is the last thing I'll say before we get into whatever you want to talk about with like the story specifics, but I've been, we talk about this like every time, you know, the message. And there were some people in the bar last, 
last night who were talking about like strange worlds or whatever some new disney pixar thing that's out okay no and they were it was like two 23 year olds and they were talking about like disney sucks now they make all these movies that are just they're just they're just pumping them out to like just get money Mm -hmm. you know they're just beating a dead horse till it stops spitting out money basically (laughs) and they were complaining that it seemed like there was just like a lot of progressive messaging in some of these movies as opposed to like an actual story that makes any sense. And you and I have agreed that it's, it's never usually the, it well, no, it's never not that it's never usually, it is never the case that a movie is worse for including a diverse cast. The problem is when you bring somebody down to elevate another person to like aid in that diversity. Does that make sense? Like they yeah. made. Well, okay, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily exactly true all the time, because there are certain movies that are set in certain places and certain time periods that, if you force in diversity to that element, like has been talked about with Rings of Power right now, okay, it's unne- yeah. and it takes you out of it because it doesn't make sense. It just it, you look at it, and unless unless there's a very good reason in the story what's going on in the world for that to happen. Otherwise it, it just takes you out of that particular element. But otherwise for what you're saying, I agree with that. I don't think yeah, just you're, having, you're right. the, having that automatically makes it bad. That's not the case either. Right. Like right. there's no, that's what people I don't think understand today is there's no absolutes with this. It's like, it's everything that we're dealing with with this is subjective, how you feel about it, how I feel about it. If you think something's funny or somebody else thinks it's offensive, it, it it's all just, you know, eye of the beholder kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff started in like 2016 with the all female Ghostbusters, which I, don't know if I it didn't start it there, but well, that's really, when it seemed to become like it really took off the, yes. this idea that like, if you didn't like this movie, which was like, eh, you know, it was fine. Was it, it was I it? mean, it wasn't great, but it was fine. It was fine. There's nothing too, too wrong with it. If you look at it as a thing on its own and not a continuation of the original series, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense, right? Like if it was a continuation of the original series and they're like, oh my God, ghosts are real. And it's like, really? Like 20 years ago, all of New York was under threat by ghosts and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. All right. I'll give it to you. Fine. Whatever. But but that was, that was the first time I recall like a really loud call through the media of like, if you don't like this, it's because you don't like women. Right. Yeah. And then stuff started getting weird. So what I'm talking about, and I, I'll, I'll admit that you are, you, there are points where just including people for the sake of diversity is not, doesn't make sense. So it can kind of hurt the movie. You know, if you have like a movie, if, if, if there were like, I don't know, Asian people of Asian descent of African descent of native American descent in Rob Roy, that wouldn't have made a lot of sense. That would have been very like distracting. You would have been right. like, come on, I want to hear the story about like why these guys are here in Scotland in like 1400 or whatever. Yeah, like there's there's a story behind that. Like when you have characters and there's been movies where that's happened. Uh, was it one of the Robin Hoods that came out, Kevin Costner, and he meets up with Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Something goes like there's a story behind some of that shit. Like it's not just like you can have a movie and you can do that and it just makes sense. But right. Anyways. Anyway, the the whole point wait, that wait, we've, sorry. 
Yeah, the point that we've gotten way away from is there are a lot of movies where if there's guys, the guys are kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. They're like dumb, brutes, whatever. They're portrayed uh, in an unrealistic way a lot of the time. Yes. You know, I haven't seen a lot of like She-Hulk, but I've seen clips and things to try to see like, do I want to watch it? Because I want to see some of the interactions that happen. I'm mildly interested in seeing Wong. I'm interested in seeing Daredevil and Abomination in there. But some of the like when I'll just watch a few minutes of it, there are certain characters who are just so cartoonish. It's like I know it's supposed to be a comedy, but I'm just not interested. Or you have like Red Guardian in the Black Widow movie who was supposed to be like he was a spy. Like he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they pick him up from prison and he's like a bumbling idiot for no yeah. reason. Because if you have a functional Captain America equivalent character, which is what he is, there are there's no stakes. And they couldn't figure out how to like ride around that to make Black Widow and her sister you know, have to deal with things. And it did. Yeah. Like you don't. And I don't necessarily like the way they did it, but I understand. I at least want whosever movie it is, they should be the star of the movie. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have somebody that comes in and usurps that. And he shouldn't have come in and been Captain America and usurped that in the movie, but it doesn't mean they couldn't have used him in a better way than what they did. Right, yeah, because Red Guardian just became this joke and the interactions mm-hmm. were so weird and unrealistic. Anyway, the the thing that was refreshing was to see characters written in a realistic way. Everybody that was on this plane had a different personality. That they, Some of them were kind of jerks. Some of them were very reserved. Some were outgoing. Some were kind of dumb. Some were really smart. They were all different. Nobody had to be put down to elevate anybody else. There's even some interactions between, uh, Jan- what's his name, Frank Towns, Jimmy Stewart's character, the yeah. pilot, and one of the passengers where they're disagreeing about the way to proceed with some things. And... They get into these fights and there there are moments of like respect that still happen. Like nobody has to win out overall. And there's even a point where Jimmy Stewart's like, like, why, why does he have to be right? Like that's, I just can't, he's like, I realize my problem is I can't handle being told what to do, but does he have to be right? <laughs> it's like this like moment of self-reflection that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like you, you don't get good character development or, exploration like that it seems at least in a lot of the movies that are out now a lot of things that are in the fantasy superhero sci-fi genre stuff like that places where you know with things like lord of the rings you really benefit from that character development same with like the harry potter movies to an extent Mm -hmm. you know you get to know those characters and they react in a certain way and it can be believable yeah this was done very well in that regard i enjoyed getting to know all the different characters and so i mean this movie really hits home for me in the fact that they didn't pull any punches with this. Yeah. People die. Plane crash. Yeah. Outset. Uh, two people immediately are dead. They go to check on the other. Oh, there's still somebody in the plane. And it's somebody who's still alive whose leg was crushed. And don't get me wrong. It seemed right before there was the planes crashing. Things are going on. Things are like falling. And it looks kind of ridiculous based on, you know, what we know can be done today. Yeah. But as I said, product of, it, product of its time, it's just about the situation. That's what's – it's not about, oh, look at how that looked when it fell down. It's what situation are they in now? And now mm-hmm. they're in a situation where they're crashed in the desert 140 miles off course. So even 
if there was some sort of search attempt, they might be able to pass them by completely and not ever know that they were there. Uh, right. And they're just in this pretty much terrible situation. They find so are, guy. We moving into, are we moving into spoiler territory now? Do we say? Um, probably. Because the deaths you're talking didn't. about happen in the beginning scene. Oh, yeah. Before so it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's like right in the very beginning. So I'm just saying this movie is not afraid to, to do some things in it. Some things that I'm surprised happened because in a movie that was made today, they wouldn't have gone that direction mm-hmm. with a couple uh, probably more than a couple of things that happened in this movie. Right. So we want to give like recommendations or something before we get into it completely. Sure. Um, if you have the patience for it, and if you're interested in that kind of writing and these interactions, I would say it's worth a watch. It's available on, what was it, HBO and local library, potentially. Not local library, potentially, <laughs> but I think there was one more you mentioned, but I watched Maybe it on HBO as well. Maybe. Okay. Um, my Yeah, I have the same. It's a watch recommendation. Not only is it a watch recommendation, and maybe it's because... I just haven't seen something like this for a while that portrays characters, especially male characters, in a realistic, what felt, as I watched it, realistic way. Nothing super out there happened with these characters. Like, the things that happened seemed very plausible, and they made sense. I might say this, this could fall into one of those top 100 movies you need to see before you die. I, I think mm. I might put it in that category. I don't know if I would, if I had to make out that list, but it's at least in contention to be there. hundred percent. It was, I really just really enjoyed what I watched and I thought it was, uh, worth my time. Yeah. So if it's worth my time, it's worth your time. <laughs> so what do you want to get into? What do you want to talk about specifically since we're entering spoiler territory now? Um, I want to talk about the relationships that, that that went on in here. So you had okay. certain things going on throughout this movie. You have the whole the problem as a whole as to what can happen and what can be done, what they're going to do, and then you've got little subplots that are going on. You have the captain and the navigator, and they've got hmm. specific things that are happening that will come to a conclusion. You've got the officer and the sergeant. And certain things that go on with those two characters. Uh, you've got the captain, kind of slash, and everybody versus uh, how did he refer to him at one point in the movie? Oh, the Kraut, our German Kraut, fellow, yeah. who is working harder than everybody else to save their lives. And and the way that story develops, I didn't like. Another thing that you're not really used to in a movie like this is. There's nothing that felt forced in there just to, it's been really serious, here's a shot of comedy. There were some light moments and some things, but the only moment that I really laughed at was towards later on in the movie, and there's a reveal. And I don't want to spoil everything, so I'm not going to get into all, some details with things, but there's a reveal of certain characters. You find something out, and they're like, wait, you mean... <laughs> And then these two guys were looking at each other, talking to this third guy. And you mean what? And it was, I, I really, I laughed out loud. It was, it was such an ironic thing to put in. Like you're watching everything that's going on and it, and it shows us some things about if you're smart, 
And if you're prepared and if you know what you're doing, you know, you have this, this German engineer who knows about planes and he builds planes. And so he looks at, he takes inventory of everything they have. He's looking over the plane. He's taking his time and making a plan. And he comes and we can just build another plane and get out of here. Like that's, not how he comes across with it, but that's what it boils down to. He's like, hey, and they're like, what are you, look at this, this fucking guy. Like, what? Like, you're joking, right? He's not joking. He's, he's serious. He has this plan, and that's what this movie is about, them taking what they have, building another plane, and trying to save their lives in this horrible situation. And some of the, just some of the relationships that just are fun to watch, you've got, uh, this this guy who's played by Ernest Borgnine, Trucker Cobb, and he's just his own little character. It's he's great, but what happens and where it goes with his story arc, I was just I felt that's not the way you would see it happen in a movie today. Yeah, that I was like what and very surprised by that. And you know what? What the hell? Just because they wanted to throw it in, there's a monkey in this movie. Yep, you know about yep monkey just because they felt like throwing one in, but it didn't feel for what I was watching. It made sense. It didn't feel super out of place just to have something there to, to have it. It didn't end up ever end up being like a, a super big deal. It wasn't ridiculous. Like the undead monkey in the pirates movies, like you, you know, take over a scene. No, it's just, there's, there's just a monkey. So the way these interactions worked out, through all these characters and you would see, you know, it would build kind of to a head and eventually play out in the movie for us to watch all the while. They're all trying to figure out how to deal with being in this situation. A lot of it is that them personally figuring out and some people are, they're kind of going nuts and it's every so often you can tell that the, the makeup effects that they're putting on them, the, make them look worse for wear and they're all torn up and they look, you know, kind of sunburned and dried out. Mm-hmm. Like they, they took the time in this to, and it, it's not overdone. I, I think some of it is a little, there's some points I have later on down the road that are, I don't know how much I believe, but otherwise just enjoyed watching how everything played out and how everything made sense. There was a lot that because of the way movies have gone in the last like 20 years surprised me. Mm-hmm. You know, the relationship between um, Dorf, Dorf, Dorfman, whatever his name is, the German. Yeah. The Kraut. Kraut, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way his relationship with the pilot goes was surprising. Mm-hmm. Because kind of like real life, there's no point at which they realize like, oh, you're you're the one who is right. And now I am subservient to you. It's like they make concessions towards each other because they need each other. And even when there is that scene with the with the three of them talking, which I think is the scene you're referring to, that's kind of funny. There's a revelation. Right. It's still it's not taken as funny. It's surprising. Like it's oh, I. Yeah, like you said, oh, I didn't realize like this right, and, does, right. it, they does don't this change play things. It for less. I happen to find it funny. Kind of like in the Blair yeah. Witch Project when the one kid's like, <laughs> I did it. I kicked the map in the river. Dude, in the theater, we were dying. It was hilarious. But this, it just struck me, it struck a chord. But yeah, in the scene, it's not played out that way. 
It's not. Yeah, I think it was four laughs. It was it was a reveal moment. Like what? Well, I and, think it's supposed to be kind of funny and surprising, but I it it can be things can be funny or surprising for you, mm-hmm. and the characters on screen don't have to react that way. Even though written Richard Attenborough's character kind of did, he has this he he understood the irony of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he's like laughing up until he's sobbing and he's right. weeping because the situation did not just become better. But right. this Well, my my favorite my favorite relationship that made it feel another thing that's real because it's like, you know, just a random thing that somebody's doing because it's like anyone is as likely to do anything as anything else. If that makes sense. Like there doesn't have to be rhyme or reason. These are like random strangers who were together. Most of them didn't know each other. Right. And the sergeant is one of those. And his interactions with his commanding officer, whatever he is, the captain, I guess he is, or yes. something. But he's like refusing to do certain things or, you know, shows reluctance to do it. He's shows cowardice and dishonesty. Um, and it, it just made me think like, oh, is there something that's going to happen here? Do we need to be watching this guy? Is there something suspicious? But no, he's just, he just is afraid. Yeah. That's it. Just it's very, like a, that's, it's very real. And that particular interaction between those two, I really enjoyed. Because what ends up happening in this story, and this is going to be a little bit of spoilers with this character arc, but this captain decides, I'm going to go off in this direction. We know a hundred and some odd miles, 106. Yeah. I think is what he says. There's, this little oil spot where there's a little oasis and you know, you can get to that. Well, you could try and get to that, I guess. And so he decides he's going to try and do that and they try and talk him out of it. They give him reasons not to, they talk about certain things and he's like, Sergeant and I are going to do it. And Sergeant, it's just the first part of it. It's how this really starts. And he's, you know, he doesn't want to, but he's kind of following orders and he fakes hurting himself and spraining his ankle so he doesn't have to go. And he's never quite sure as it plays out, as this relationship ends up a little back and forth, plays out, he's never quite sure if the captain knows what's gone on and knows what he's doing. And I thought that was interesting because we didn't either. It was it was very well played in that. The, yeah. the way the captain talks to him, the way they interact, it it's just never quite clear. And it was really interesting, I thought, how that ended up playing out altogether. It was very real compared to what could possibly happen in a if it was a realized scenario. Right. There's a there's there's just a lot of stuff like that. There's there was. a lot of butting heads and making concessions and doing things that you would do. There's like self pity and but there's I don't know. I guess some of the stuff that's less realistic now is just the way people handle situations and react to things. We do it because it looks good and it like it's like tight on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they'll do this, they'll do this, then they'll hang up or they'll show up to this place for like five. Like, imagine if you guys were at the the city diner, okay. right? The one that's near your house. Imagine if you and your wife were sitting in there and I just walked in, told you that I found out something salacious about you. And then just walked out. <laughs> That's exactly what happens in movies. People will travel like 40 miles to go somewhere, find people in improbable places, 
deliver some dialogue in a dramatic way and just fucking leave. And it's so weird. Or the way people talk on the phone where they're just like, you know, they pick up their phone. They're like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's over with me and Selena or, you know, we saw Mark. I don't know shoving a, a kilo of coke up his butt before he got on a plane somewhere Oof. and somebody's like what and they just like will hang up or they won't elaborate <laughs> or they'll just as soon as the phone is answered there's like no prep time they'll like launch straight into something like that there's no like if you have a weird conversation you have to tell somebody something unusual you're gonna warm up to it <laughs> okay i would tend to agree with that i mean i guess there's the occasion where it's a super time crunch and yeah, it doesn't make, but like depending on which characters are interacting, but yeah, I see that. Like they're just trying to jump into it. But like the scene you're talking about with the reveal of like the true profession of, of the crowd, it's they, they build to it. There's no like immediate, wait, you do this. It's like, okay. Okay. So your company also does this. Cool. All right, got it. But you do this other thing, and they like go back and forth for a while. It's, yeah. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at, and I'm struggling to do so, is like there's this abruptness. Like I call you, you answer, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, I get that." I, I I saw your daughter smuggling weed in Girl Scout cookie boxes, and you're like, "What?" And I just hang up. That's how it happened in a movie. But like in real life, it'd be like. Bro, I don't know what is going on, but I saw some shit. You might want to sit down and then have a conversation about it. And this is more like that. The interactions are more realistic. Even the parts where there is violence, you know, we're so used to things like uh, Nobody and John Wick and stuff like that, where you're going to have some guy randomly just take on everybody. Like there was very little, very little violence in this, but there was some. And it seemed more realistic because it's like you get hit once you're going to probably fall down you're not going to fight for like a half an hour it's not going to be a, a shang chi style thing in the desert with jimmy stewart no real life if there's more than one assailant that's real bad and then yeah. the the more people there are on top of that i mean there are small i mean that's why movies are fun but like real life you you're boned. You're boned. That's how yeah. that works. There's the point where the uh, the sergeant has a revolver tucked in his waistband. Mm-hmm. And the, the captain's like, all right, give me that revolver. And he's like, nope. Right? Just and he's, nope. Like, he's like, all right. And it's like, I kind of was expecting this scene where it's like, either he's going to turn his back and get shot, or they're going to like whip around and have some kind of like struggle. But it's, he was like, no, all right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wrestle with a younger man, who's like in his prime to try to take a gun away from him. Yep, and then that would be a poor decision. To counteract that, there's a scene later on where uh, Towns, the captain of the mm-hmm. plane, walks up to that same character with the gun and is like, "Give me the gun," and he hands it to him because he's he's been through some shit at this point, and so people's perspectives tend to change and he wasn't keeping the gun because he, he wanted to have power over everybody there. He just didn't want the captain to make him go with them. And to be right. fair, he was right. That was one of my favorite things about this movie right here is the fact that more than one person was right 
about yeah. lots of things that you his perception of this event this situation that's going on can be correct based on his perspective whereas this other person's is also correct based on his perspective like two things or something can be two things mm-hmm. depending on like what you're dealing with and there was a lot of really good examples of that in this movie yeah i think the scene that you're thinking of and probably we're going to bring up is the bandits or what they think are bandits there's a point where they the like the military captain hears something and he's like yeah. motioning for everybody to like get down and be quiet and he goes up onto the top of this dune and he's watching and towns goes up there with him and they're both just laying on the top of it looking down you know just watching this like you know these camels and whatever and they're all in these you know robes and like very regional kind of clothing and whatever and they're just start starting to make camp hey halligans the camels aren't wearing the robes it's actually there's men riding camels and those <laughs> bastards are wearing the robes but just to clear it up just to make sure we're all following all right continue right yes but yeah they're they're saying like like the they're they're just discussing like do we try to talk to them or not the military captain is is on the side of like we have to take the chance and he's right like he's right in from his perspective Mm-hmm. It is worth taking a shot that these people can help get you out. And there's even another like side discussion after the fact where a couple of the guys are talking to each other like they haven't seen us so we're safe, but shouldn't we at least try to talk to them? Like they might be reasonable. They could get us out of here. They have camels. They're, you know, like equipped for this. They're wearing mm-hmm. the right kind of clothing for it. They have gear, whatever. And you know, some of them are on the side of like no, let them pass and then we can keep working and doing our thing. Yeah, that's and, that's the German guy. The one who's the engineer, the architect of this whole thing. And he's like, no, if you look at percentages, that's just trouble. No matter what, no matter how you look at it, that's going to throw us off the schedule that I've set. And we're not getting out of here. Yeah. And he's just like, let him go. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? And this is another thing that wouldn't happen today. I feel like in most movies, and it's probably a good thing that's happened to a degree, (laughs) This kind of trope that, like, people who you think would be really rough actually turn out to be super friendly. Mm. You know, the idea in, like, the the 80s and 90s was, you know, don't judge somebody based on the way they look. But in this one, it's like, oh, dangerous-looking people in an area known to have bandits? Maybe they're bandits. Well, we should talk uh-huh. to them anyway. Then you end up dead because they were bandits. Right? And they weren't, <laughs> they weren't just super gave, nice guys who were like, oh, was- we have a cooler of beer to share with you and we'll we'll give you a ride out of here i think it was towns who made the remark somebody who's talking about that area and how if you have a band who's out roaming like this and they're solitary that means they got kicked out of somewhere like somebody makes logical arguments as to why to not do it but the thing that i really enjoyed about this or one a number number of things but one of the things i enjoyed about this movie was how men just they did what they did without needing the approval of fuck off anybody. Yeah. They didn't care. This is my decision. Like Towns, he he felt you could see it. He played it out. He was responsible for the lives of the men that died. Like he's mm-hmm. the pilot. And you see him bearing that weight through this movie, but then you see that turn from it it go from him him feeling those deaths to now he's using it as a self-serving he's feeling sorry for himself when we need to be 
working together to make this happen. And by him right. feeling sorry for himself at this point in the movie, there's where him and Richard Attenborough's character, the navigator, they get into this little thing. And the thing I really enjoyed about it, that interaction that those two men had with one another, one says some shit to one, one says some shit back to him. It's like, oh, really? Well, this is how I really feel. And then Towns goes and kind of walks off into the desert a little bit, just a little bit, and he turns around, oh, in that Jimmy Stewart way he's got, like he's going to talk and say, you know what, I really apologize. But he, dude's already gone. Dude's already walked away back towards the plane, so he can't. So there's some other interactions in the plane, and that character of the Navigator does some reflection. He, like, you see himself reflecting, and he talks to some people, and he, he just, well, why are we even bothering? They needed something as a kind of like uh, Nick Fury playing the Coulson died cards yeah. in order to get them to come together. They needed something to coalesce. And this ended up being that something where, like, people have actually died, things have happened. And so Towns goes up to where the Navigators using this ratchet system that uh, they've engineered. All the engineering in this movie is ridiculous. The things that what they do to save their own lives in this, because one man, one person of them had a plan on how to do it and worked it out and did the math. And he had his little slide ruler. Yeah. And that was, there was so much into this. There's so many different things. That being one of them, that new age towns was the old and he had to fly a plane the old-fashioned way, but now you have this German guy coming in telling you, no, we're, this is the new way to do things. And there was that kind of tension going on. There was so much in this movie, and everything was satisfying, and I really enjoyed the way everything played out, except for one thing, which I will get. we can get into it in a minute after you, know, you rebut some of that, I'm sure. I don't know if I have much to like argue back on i pretty much agree with everything you said uh, i mean and there's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense given the context which adds to the feeling of it being real and real people and the way they would actually react hmm. before you, you know, go on what one sorry one thing that it, i never quite got to this point and i want to before you say your piece here when towns and his navigator he he goes up in there he's doing it he says one thing to him, this little, it's not, all right, you old drunk bastard, let's get to work. That was a lot of, I think nowadays, women and even men don't understand based on how they're being brought up and to hate the way men are supposed to be. That's how we communicate. Like yeah. that one thing made it, everything that happened between them, that argument, that fight they had, and they were pissed off at each other, now we're done. We're good. We're going to work towards this common cause. Everything is right. now water under the bridge. And it really was like a turning point in the movie. Not that there weren't things that still happened and eventful. And, and there was, if it was like Murphy's law, not one thing. It's another in this movie. And it just brought tension to it and intrigue. But yeah, that interaction between them, one little line. And it was, it was over from there, and that was a very male interaction, and I it was realistic male interaction, and I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. I I was going to mention that too, but for some reason I was thinking you had gotten to it earlier, I guess, because I thought the same thing. Like, there was no need to have this, like, 
this overly drawn out, played out conversation where he's like, oh, you know, I'm just so insecure about this that I lashed out at you and whatever else. It's very realistic for what at least guys like me and you would do. Right. Because I've had fights like that where it's like, you know, all right, whatever the insult is, like, let's let's get back to it or let's go play like, you know, like we're we're fine. Because yep. that's what it is. Typically, that is there's is. not there's not usually a lot of talking. There's usually an insult and then an invitation to some kind of activity, yeah. <laughs> either, either some kind of work or like a pickup game or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, that's men and women are different. Like that's not it's not going to work that way between women. And that's OK, because that's how they're built. But men, we're not going to say, all right, man, now I know I said this. And you said some stuff, and well, I, I just want to tell you how I was feeling about what you said, and I felt like, dude, that's not happening with the, with just guys. What happened is really what would happen, and it was just, I don't know, it it was refreshing. It was all these things. It just felt right. That I mean, yeah. that's the best way I can put it. It just felt like I'm I'm watching something so realistic. I can get it. It helps draw you into the movie. That's I think that's what I want to say. It helps draw you into what's going on in the movie because it feels real. Yeah, and that's what I was getting into was just you know the stuff that the guy with the crushed leg is going through, like he's experiencing something totally different from everybody else. He's thinking mm-hmm. about his wife. He's worried about a message that she sent that he doesn't. He didn't get to see what it was, but he's like she. She's too conservative or whatever, shy, whatever he said. The only reason she would have cabled is if it's something bad. And then he's convinced by the end that she's dead. And then he passes as well under particular circumstances. It's there's all these little things that just add to the drama and the weight of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it makes it feel more engrossing because at first I was kind of like, all right, I don't know if I really want to watch this movie. But then by the end, I there was a point that I had to stop towards the end. I had like 17 minutes left to go, 16 minutes left to go. And I found myself really anxious to go back and finish it, which is the sign of a good movie. Cause there's a lot of movies that I've stopped halfway through. Cause I no longer just sit through something. If I don't like it, like Kim and I tried to watch Aquaman and <laughs> I just could not do it. We got, we got in, we got to the point where there's like a big ass octopus, like drumming underwater. And I was like, I'm out. What they did it in Little Mermaid? Why can't they do it in Aquaman? Don't be a <laughs> hater. What the hell? Yeah, there was that. You know, we got partway into Hocus Pocus two, and they're like, I don't know, just the interactions are so stupid in that one. They were dumb in the original one too, but they're like worse. They're like playing it all out, and I don't know, it just wasn't good. So that was one where Kim actually had to stop. We got maybe 30, 40 minutes into it, and she was like, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> yeah, my daughter was watching the new Wednesday that's on Netflix. I couldn't get through one. I mean, I, I sat through an episode, and it was terrible, and it was full of the message, and I had a conversation with my kids about why I didn't think that was okay. It, I could not stand it. And then today at work, there was a, a team chat that I'm in, and uh, they were talking about that show and how – my team leader was talking about how much she loved it. And I'm like, well, on the chance of being ostracized, I'm going to say my daughter watched this and I did not like it, but I could say I've only watched one episode. Haven't given it more of a chance than that, but it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Just, just an aside. 
it used to be fine to be like, this isn't for me. But now there are so many movies where or shows where if you don't watch them, you're a problem. Yep. Like, oh, you don't like Wakanda Forever or 2016 Ghostbusters, then you're there's something wrong with you. It's not like, oh, we should make something else that appeals to this audience next. Like, that'll be our next move, or we'll do a sequel that brings something in that draws in these people. Like, no, we'll just attack them. Oh, I mean, I like the attack, so why not? Why the bloody hell not? Yeah. Well, that is all I've got. I don't really have anything more to contribute to this. It was it was oddly satisfying, I would say. I mean, yeah. It, it was more than oddly satisfying to me. I mean, I just straight enjoyed this. Once I got into it and I could get past uh, all of just the differences, how the movie starts... The way how some of it plays out, but then when it really just gets into the movie, mm-hmm. it felt so real. I just really liked all of it. I liked the interactions. I liked how I really liked how it showed that people, and yes, it was a bunch of men in this case, but that they could come together as a group with the strong idea of one person. How like it's how important having ideas and being smart and doing being able to build and do things and there have been shows I've watched recently on different I think Netflix different uh, one of the streamers streaming services and they're about engineers and building one has uh, Tim Allen and it's about sending out stuff and little guys at home engineers they have to build things because they make shit and it's this another one that's about making dumb crap that kids come up with. But it's all about engineering and these guys who are working to build this stuff. And it's fun to watch that. But this, it was fun to watch a movie that showed that. That you can be smart and use what you have to help you survive. If that the German guy's not there, if he dies in a plane crash, they all die. There's right. no getting out of that for them. The ticking clock because of obviously water ration situations there's a whole thing behind that too and okay were you going to talk about that just curious the there was a whole thing about the water rationing and then something happened no <sighs> the only reason i think i want to talk about it is because people it comes out during this that somebody's been having more water than they should and everybody like gets upset about it Nobody immediately just starts, jumps up and tries to kill the person who's responsible, which that's the kind of thing I would have expected in a movie from today. And so people are upset, and there's explanation that happens. Not only does he give an explanation for it, it sounds reasonable. It's He's not wrong in what he says. And on the other side of that, you've got uh, Towns who is not wrong in being pissed off that he did it. Right. But when he's like, how come you get, how come you didn't just come ask me for it? Cause you wouldn't have given it to me. Like he's not wrong. And so yeah. just so many of the things that happen in this is why does he always have to be right? Because he just is like, I don't man, this was really fun to watch. I'm really glad you recommended it. Cause I knew I'd heard of it before and how it is. We have to heartily recommend this movie. I mean, I know I do. He, he half-ass recommended it. I don't know. I think he liked it. I, I do. I did like it. I just, 
I realize that the kind of pacing and the style of a movie this age is not for everybody anymore. It isn't, and you're right. I mean, that is not an unfair point. But that is all I've got. Are you are you good? I think I'm good. I think there's more that I could talk about with this movie because of just how much there's so many different things in this. It's just all put together very well and all around really well-rounded experience. So I am. I'm going to leave it alone there. And that's that's enough on you guys. That's I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tone it down. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys want to recommend a movie to us randomly that will hopefully be good like this and not painful like Stalker, you can email us at moviehowl at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moviehowl. You certainly can, everyone. Thank you once again for listening to Movie Howl, all you Halligans out there. We do really appreciate it. We enjoy doing this. I don't know what the next movie's going to be. i got to pick something out. I know i got a big list. I don't remember if this was on that list, though. I think it certainly possibly could have been, but I don't honestly know. But until next time, Halligans, this has been great. I've been Joe. I have been Ryan. And I'm pretty sure we're out.